Welcome to the Carmed Rebels podcast. I'm Jenny Field. I'm Advita Patel. And I'm Trudy Lewis. So today we're going to talk about courage and confidence. And I've been reading recently a book called Courage is Calling by Ryan Holiday. And it's been encouraging me about being more courageous. Now, in the book, he talks about how to be courageous, but he also highlights quite a few pitfalls as to, to you know, why we don't have courage. And he also puts in some really interesting stories from people who have been courageous and have pushed through and achieved amazing things. But then we always talk about confidence and building confidence and being confident and confident. And I wanted to see the difference or discuss the difference between the two in terms of helping us to achieve our goals. Like, mm-hmm. so what's the differences? What are the similarities? It's it's a nice little dip-in book. So it's one of those interesting in and out things. But one of the things that he talks about is fear. Mm-hmm. So I want us to, to have a chat about how fear plays into this because he quite strongly addresses that as something that we need to deal with, mm-hmm. uh, understand more and so on. And sometimes we all hide away from fear. We don't want to get involved in it. We don't want to engage in it. We find that um, if we don't talk about it, it will go away. But actually what he's saying is get an understanding of what the fear is and where it's coming from, why it's happening in order to overcome it. And the quote that he talks about is, and it's just a general quote, it's not about fear, but it says, courage is a powerful force that enables us to overcome obstacles, fight what's for what's right, do service for others, drive change, and ultimately become who we were truly meant to be. The call to courage comes to all of us in life. If we don't answer, who will? If not now, when? And I just love that quote because it Mm. really talked about, do you know what, this is way more than just about being brave or a word that we always mention. Um, It's a much more than that. It's about our destiny, our purpose in life. And we constantly reference the whole need to have a clear purpose in your life. So Mm -hmm. I'm not even going to pick one of you. One of you just (laughs) chirp up whenever you're ready. (laughs) How chirpy are you feeling today? (laughs) I mean, new word. Yeah, I like it. I like that word. And I think it is, you, you are right. When we talk about confidence and courage, I always see confidence leading you to courage. Yes. So confidence is the baseline, right? The foundations that you have to put in place so you can be courageous and bold and brave, whatever your preference word is, to do the things that you need to do to make a difference. To, to that quote, what Ryan has shared, you know, it is when you don't have your things in place, like your whatever you need to help you build that confidence, you will not be able to do the things you want to do. And that's, that's, that's just, that's just what it is, Mm -hmm. you know, and when I speak about, when I do my confidence coaching, it's one of the first things we do talk about is fear. Mm. Like, what is a fear? Because if you don't address the fear and you don't address the triggers that lead to that fear, you won't be able to progress. So I am not a big fan. Again, it may be a bit controversial, but I am not a big fan of wing it until you make it. Fake it until you make it. Fake it. (laughs) Probably why I'm not a big fan of wing it until you make it. Probably not, because that's not a well-known phrase. It until you make it. Yeah. I am not a big fan. I'm not a big fan of that because I think you can, you can put a plaster over it and you'd be fine and you can go onto stage and all that. But if you don't deal with the actual issues of what's making you feel fearful, 
I just don't think you can heal yourself enough to build that confidence so you can be more courageous. Yeah. And I think that's the key. So I always talk to my my coaches about what are your fears and what are the triggers that's led to that fear? So you've got a fear, right? So let's work backwards from that. What happened for you to get that fear? Mm. And there's always something that somebody has said, something has happened, we've witnessed something, or we've just copycatted somebody else's behaviour that has made us feel that we can't be who we need to be. Yeah. And until we address that and until we unpick what's happened, we just can't, we can't move forward. So feel the fear and do it anyway. Feel the fear. I thought you were going to go winging it and faking it and making it. it. (laughs) I get the concept. I know there's a really famous book about it and I have read that book. But I I think you have to understand that fear. And I do think you have to, it's a a progress, it's it's what Priya always says, right? Priya Bates, those of you who don't know who Priya is, uh, progress, not perfection. Yeah, yeah, but I, I mean, I do the kind of feel the fear and do it anyway, the fake it till you make it. You know, I, 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 I sort of, I, I sort of, not, I don't buy into that, but I do think there is an element of that vulnerability and just taking that leap and and taking that deep breath and, and going for it. But you've got to have some element of courage with that vulnerability. And we're back to our friend Brene Brown again there about the courage yeah. and vulnerability coming together. But I want to just reference a quote from President Roosevelt, which I share quite a lot whenever I talk about fear, which is, uh, let me assert my firm belief that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Nameless, unreasoning, unjustified terror, which paralyzes needed efforts to convert retreat into advance. And I really like that because that's exactly what it is. We we have to fear the fear because that's what stops us. It's all of the, it, it just stops us and paralyzes us from being able to do anything. Mm. So you're right. We do have to lean in and understand where that fear is coming from. But also we have to understand how we respond to it and, and what's around us creating that fear. And there's a great book called The Science of Fear by Dan Gardner. And I'll pop a link in the show notes to that book and also a blog post that I wrote about it because there's just some really good bits in there to understand how fear can be created in us. And I think that's important because if you want to build your courage and you want to build your confidence, it's very easy for that to be diminished if you are looking at things that are not helpful to you. Yeah. yeah. And some of that comes into a bit of resilience. You know, mm. is this helpful or is this harmful? And if it's harmful, then then don't do it. Uh, and that's a big sort of resilience technique. But I think, uh, not the not the feel the fear and do it anyway, but there is an element of you know, this is a bit scary, but I, I, there's a there's a real purpose in me that wants to do that. And even if I think about some of my own experiences, and I remember publishing my research into communicating with deskless workers yeah. um, a few years ago. And I, and I remember this was the first piece of research that had been done directly with deskless workers to find out how to communicate with them. And I remember the launch event and I remember being outside the room and absolutely having this real moment of, oh my God, this is, you know, what am I doing? I'm going to go in there and present and everyone's going to go, yeah, we know. <laughs> like, <laughs> this isn't new. And I was really, you know, it was quite a vulnerable, mm, you know, thing. Mm. But I was also having that, that you know, that courage and co- it was, it was a really, and I had to do that sort of deep breath and go, I've just got to, I've just got to go for it. And, yeah. and, you know, if they all sit there and say, yeah, we know, then that's, then that's fine. I've added some research to, <laughs> to our industry and and in fact they didn't and it and it's been very popular research to help people change how they communicate but it's that you know is that fake it till you make it or is that you know more of an imposter thing and is that fear of courage and confidence and all those things coming in together there i was just going to say but you you weren't faking it yeah you weren't you weren't faking it you did the research you understood fair yes and this is why i don't like fake it till you make it because you're not faking it 
You are actually, most, those who fake it will eventually get found out. That's my true Well, that is very true, yes. If you're just, opinion. you know, yeah. lying your way through your yeah. career, eventually yeah. someone yeah. will pick a little thread and yeah, then it will all unravel. Yeah, they will yeah. find out. <laughs> so that's what I, that's, so you weren't faking it. And I think that's, we, we put, we are too hard on ourselves. That's why I don't like people saying it. It's like, you're not faking it. You're understanding. And that whole do, feel the fear and do it anyway. I get the concept behind it, but it's about understanding your fear and doing it anyway. Yes, yeah. And understanding what will you do next time to feel better about that situation. So courage is about doing something more difficult, right? Or going into a dangerous situation. That's what people associate. It's like that. What's that film? I'm going to get it wrong again. Go the, on. The, uh... <laughs> Go on. No, we'll, Go we'll, on. Des- we'll describe a film. We'll we'll... Yeah. <laughs> the the uh, Dorothy... Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz. Um, yeah. <laughs> this was almost like charades had you been in the room. <laughs> and the courage is the... Word association. Give me another name and I'll get another film. <laughs> but that's the, the whole the concept of films, that courage thing with the yes. lion, right? And getting yes. that courage and feeling, feeling it, like feeling the fear, but understanding why he felt that way and still doing it anyway. Yes. That's what the difference is. Yeah, the that is. So. I love that we've brought in the Wizard of Oz. I know, I, know, I love it. Um, but what... Something that Jenny said about with that quote around being na- naming it. Yes. Um, and I just think that's critical mm. because if you, and it goes back to what Advita then said about facing the fear. Mm-hmm. And now I've got it wrong. Um, <laughs> um, but, but by naming it, we identify, we, we identify a way that we can actually tackle it. Yeah. Because the challenge we have, and, you know, I've done some counseling in anxiety. And one of the things was, you know, you avoid it, avoid it, avoid it. But the minute you could name exactly what was causing that fear, that's what started the healing process of yes. overcoming it and saying, well, okay, now I can face it. It's not that big. You know, you know that picture of a, sh- a, a shadow of a mouse that looks giant size yes. and then you're looking at it and thinking, oh my God, it's a lion, but it's really just a mouse. Yes. It's that kind of a thing that we all look at when we're when we're thinking about fear because if you've you know within coaching sessions whenever you're talking to somebody when they're describing their fear it's so much bigger and we you might be on the receiving end thinking that's not that's not such a big thing but for, for the individual it is but the minute they name it they're able to then take it and do something with yeah. it and i think if if you then put that in the context of being courageous it's right i've named it I've figured out how I need to tackle it. Now the next thing is, so what's that courageous act that I need to do to get to the next level or to move on and so on? And it's not, there's no time frame. Mm. It's it's really dependent on how you're going to navigate your way through that because it can take quite a long time. Do you think courage is, is a word that people use every day or do you think courage is a word or a phrase that's kind of saved for huge big acts of kind of bravery like I don't do you know what I mean like whether like is it a word that we use it quite a lot because we talk about being vulnerable and having the courage to you know step forward and the courage to speak up and and those things so for us I think it's quite normal language but I'm thinking about maybe some of our listeners and Mm. day-to-day you know working whatever it might be does the word courage have does it feel like it's bigger you know like I don't need courage because it's just about the everyday you only need courage if you're going to do something like change the world or do something really big Mm. I don't need courage to just go about life I think because of circumstances around us in our lifestyles that you need courage for almost everyday things as well so I do yes when you're thinking of some of the big things that you want to accomplish I think one of the stories in there is about um, I think it's Florence Nightingale or somebody uh, from history who 
literally for years and years, she sat on the on the idea that she wanted to establish hospitals and so on. And she just sat on it, sat on it. And she felt intimidated because, of course, she was a woman and all the rest of it. And it took her a very, very long time. And then she started to make really small steps towards this very big thing that she did. And for me, I thought, well, actually, if I looked at it in its entirety, every single thing that she did along the way was a courageous act because for her, it was almost impossible. She mm. wouldn't have been able to get through. I do think it's a word that's not used regularly, though. No. Courage. It's not. Like, when I think about my confidence coachees, we talk a lot about confidence and we don't. they don't really talk about the courage. I think courage, you're right. I think if people save it for, like, that one... Oh, it's like the knight coming, yeah, you know, in the yeah. shining armour coming yeah. down the... Yeah. Coming down the Can mountain to save the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is. And I think a lot of people, I think you're right, I think a lot of people don't use the word courage a lot no. to describe what they're going through. You know, we say brave, oh, they're brave. We know I've mm. got a problem with the word brave, but you say brave and all that, but I don't think we use courage. And I don't know whether, I don't know whether it's because it's a word that people feel frightened to use. You yeah. know, like, do you actually need courage to do that? Like, it's just of the a, bigness of it. Because of the bigness of it. And some people think, why do I feel that way? I should just be able to do it because X, Y, and Z are doing it. Yeah. And, and I think it, it, it's a bit of a fear of looking foolish or feeling like they shouldn't feel that way. So they don't like to use the word, word courage. It's like when I think about public speaking. So when I was, you know, the, the story that I share is quite well known. I only started public speaking in 2018. And it wasn't like I was, you know, I'm not an introvert by any stretch of the imagination. But I do No, <laughs> really? <laughs> Just in case you didn't know. But it, the, the thought of standing in, on stage in front of strangers, like I could stand in, on stage in an organisation talk to colleagues quite comfortably about the work and what's going on. As soon as it came to standing on stage talking in front of strangers about talking about the work I know and do, it was, I, I just couldn't do it. And I remember thinking, and I had excuses. Well, you know, I'm not as qualified or I'm not as experienced. And I never used the word courage. Mm. I need courage to do it. I went, I did say, oh, I need a bit more confidence and I should get, you know, in a in a critic and all that. But I think it was, I felt like I was entering a dangerous spot mm. and I didn't want anyone around, around me to, to judge me. And I think when you go into that judgment thing, because we do pay, a lot of people do pay a lot of attention don't they, to others, what they think about them. You don't want to say that word. I think that word is a bit of a frightening word. It'll be really interesting if you are listening, whether it is a word that you're comfortable using. But I think you you almost me hit the nail on the head then around the word judgment. And yeah. I think that yeah. that's where the courage comes in, isn't it? It's that it's that courage to be accepting of the judgments mm. um, and, you know, ignoring those that, that aren't helpful and learning from those that are yeah. critical but constructive. But isn't yeah. there that link between you're actually fearing the judgment. The judgment isn't real sometimes. Yeah. But well, it's a story you tell yourself as well, isn't it? Of of that protection that you need to put on yourself if you're going to put yourself in a vulnerable position and have the courage to do something, you will automatically create a story around that of what people will say and do to make mm -hmm. sure that you can predict what's going to happen, which is just how our brains are, are, are wired to do things. And that is that is always difficult because then you end up in some ways, always looking at the negative of that, because again, that's what we're kind of, you know, designed to do. Mm. So you're always going to go into something quite often looking at what the negative outcome of that will right. be, yeah. which I think is what makes it harder to have the courage because you've got to battle all of that to be able to to kind of step forward and, you know, go and do some public speaking or publish research or whatever it might be that you're going to do, that you've, you've got to overcome so much 
of our inbuilt humanness yeah. <laughs> um, to, 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 to do that. And is, that's hard. It's that feeling of being liked. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah because we want yeah. to belong. Oh, you know, that's, you want to belong. Yeah. You want to be liked. You want people to praise you. You know, yeah. it doesn't matter it doesn't matter who you are and it doesn't matter how much you kind of say, well, it doesn't matter. You do want people to like you yeah. and praise you. So even so even if we talk about organizations and we speak a lot to communicators and business leaders about being courageous, mm. about stepping into that space, that's a bit uncomfortable. And there is that fear of judgment in work in terms of what if I say something to this leader and they think I'm a, you know, I'm a disruptor, I'm going to rock the boat, I might lose my job, I may not get the promotion, people may think I'm, you know, ignorant, I might be saying the wrong thing. And it's un- it's it's actually accepting that could happen, but then how are you going to manage that and understanding where that feeling comes from? So it's, okay, it's like we're, we're terrible at admitting that we're wrong. Yeah. Well, yes, because we can't. We can't. Yeah, we can't. But what you're just saying leads really nicely into a question I was going to ask you about earlier you talked about confidence leading to courage. Mm. So how does that link come in? Maybe we could talk about that a little mm. bit because I think that will help people uh, break down that bigness of courage because yeah. we look at it from a perspective of, well, I need the confi- I need to, to build confidence. Yeah. And that is, like I said, it's the foundation. So what is, so it's understanding how you want to work and how you want to live, right? That's really important to you, your life, right? Although I can say to Jenny, oh, you need to build your confidence. You'll be okay, get out there and do that. And you'll be like, yeah, it's okay for you to say that. Mm. But you have to, so you have to kind of dig a bit deeper. So the way I kind of work with my coaches is finding out their kind of triggers. Mm. So I like to always do the story, right? So you have to have that moment of reflection. So what moment in your life did you feel that you were on top of the world? And how did you feel and what happened there? And what moment of life did you feel like you're deep, dark dungeon and what happened to get you in there was it judgment of other people was it somebody said it could be a word like oh that's that stupid that the way you've mm. written that like my old boss years and years ago gave me the book eat shoots and leaves mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's about grammar yeah and that <laughs> was it like a passive aggressive whether it was passive aggressive or not I felt like it was yeah. passive aggressive because when you're sitting in your one-to-one and she goes you may want to read that yeah. Right. And that for me was like, and, and it wasn't like a conversation around, you know, maybe a little Katie grammar. It was like, here's the book, you may just read that. That not my confidence. And I didn't really pay much. I, I kind of went home as a bit like, that's a bit rude and left it alone. But then that impacted my confidence yeah. in the way I wrote. And it was, and I don't know about anybody else, but it used to take me like half an hour to write like a sentence and a paragraph to send, you know, like, mm. does it sound right? Have I got the full stops in the right place? Have I got the comments in the right yeah. people? Going? And that really impacted my confidence in who I was. And I held myself back because of that. So I never, and it's a weird thing to do when you're an internal communicator. You know, you, you start judging you the way you write and you start questioning whether things are in the right place. And until I dealt with that issue, I knew I wouldn't be able to launch my own blog. And I've always wanted to do my own block. So to the point of that sort of courage leads to confidence, it's it's the courage to acknowledge what's stopping you. Is that Yeah, so it's okay. it's understanding the skills that are knocking you that doesn't allow doesn't lead you to courage. So the courage for me is stepping up and saying, Oh, I'm gonna put a blog out. So when I did IC Words, which is my very first blog site. Oh my god, I remember that. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. I was IC Words. Anyway. Uh, I, I, I see, see, see what I did. Anyway, um, but the courage to do that took a lot of energy for me to understand my fear and build my confidence in my writing. And it was the the kind of understanding the tactics and the, the kind of techniques I needed to build my skills 
I would say, in that space so I could build my courage to post, right? So the confidence bit was your skills and your, how. what do I need to do to improve myself? So I read books on grammar. I did read Eat, Shoots and Leaves. Even though I may not have had a problem, I felt like I should mm. understand what's going on here. So I read a few books on that. I read other people's blogs. I, I upskilled myself. Mm. So I felt confident enough to know that I was doing okay. And I think that's such a big thing when, when it comes to that courage and confidence. Yeah. And I think so much of, of my own confidence, yeah. I think, comes from the amount of reading and research and learning I have done. And that's a long-term piece. You know, that's that's probably in the last, I would say, 10 years where I've invested in learning my craft, really. You know, whether that's doing really formal learning of a diploma in internal communications, whether that's reading, whether that's taking an interest in something. And we talked in a previous episode about the need to understand something if you're going to comment on it. And I think that's what's led to some of my confidence as well. I also do think, it's going to get a bit deep now, but there is an element that I've realised about myself probably in the last six months where I'm sort of slightly detached from what I'm doing. So it's almost like I'm watching myself do stuff, Mm. which a therapist would have a field day with, I'm sure. (laughs) Um, But there's definitely an element of of trying to sort of ground that a bit more so that you're kind of feeling things a bit more. God, I sound like I'm dead inside now. But it's it, it's it's that connection sometimes between what you're doing where you're sort of maybe just so focused on all these things I want to get done and I want to do that you just kind of just Coasting keep going. through it. And you just sort of yeah. keep going and running from the next thing to the next thing that you're sort of just watching it, you know, behind you really, which is a bit weird. Yeah, and you build, and that helps though, because Brene Brown um, talks about courage is being seen and being visible and the more you do it the more courage you build yeah yes. and, you, and you do become more immune to it yeah and and it is self-fulfilling you know yeah. the, I think the more you do things the more you get good feedback the more you get constructive feedback yeah. the more you can learn and I think you have to have you know that growth learning mindset to be totally. to, to, to do the courage to confidence because even if I think about the fact that this year I launched my uh, LinkedIn newsletter that's not a LinkedIn newsletter which is a video three minute video instead yeah. And I put the first one out and I had pre-abates in my head of, you know, it's progress, not perfection. So I was like, I've just got to get this out because I'm overly procrastinating on it. And I did say, if you've got any feedback, let me know. And someone did send me a message on LinkedIn with quite a a lot of feedback. (laughs) And my immediate reaction was, oh my God, this, I really shouldn't have, you know, but it it was really constructive. It was like, you know, have you thought about this? And it was all to do more with the styling than the content, but it was hugely helpful. And I think if you're not open to feedback and it's easy to say, if you've got some feedback, just let me know. And then someone does and you're like, I can't believe they messaged yeah, me. Yeah. But you have to be, you have to be open you to that, to I think. It. And it's that yeah. growth mindset that I think is, contributes to us having that courage it is. and, and the confidence. And it's well, understanding that, sorry, George, I was going to say, it's understanding what your triggers are. So if your trigger is when you get feedback, you can't handle it good, yeah. then manage, you have to fix that first and understand why you feel that way before you ask yes. for that. So you're yes. prepared. Yeah. And and I and I think for me, there's always going to be, when I ask for feedback, there's always going to be that slight stabbing pain that comes when someone sends it. <laughs> but there is that, you know, that growth that I've probably, you know, from learning and everything else of going, no, I did ask. This is helpful. It's not critical in a horrible way. This is going to help me make make it better. Yeah. You know, it, there wasn't anything malicious or horrible in yeah. that at all. Yeah. yeah. And, and you'll feel that stabbing pain and that will almost be that sign to say, oh, I need to, I need to be aware of yeah. this. And, and that's all part of the whole self-awareness thing, you know, building a few things in that yeah. help you to recognise the things that are either going to harm you, push you forward and so on and so on and so on. Yeah. So we've come nicely around to tips 
<laughs> I, I think we've covered quite a few throughout what we've been talking about. But Advita, what tips would you give to those listening? I would say take your time in understanding where you're feeling that fear. What is it that's causing you? What is stopping you doing the things you want to do or stopping you building that courage to do the things you want to do? That's really important. And keep a log of it. Keep a log of those situations because it can be fleeting at times. It could be the smallest thing like not wanting to have dinner on your own, right? So when you go to a conference or an event or wherever and you think, oh, I want to go for dinner, but I've got no one to go with, but I can't sit on my own in a restaurant. That's just ooh, a bit weird. But why is that? Why do you feel that way? You know, is it because society thinks that it's a bit weird for you to do that? Or is it because someone else has made a comment about it in the past? But deal with it. And it might be a fleeting thought, but write it down and understand what that means. Because unless until you know yourself, other people are going to write your narrative for you and you're going to start believing that. So think about that. The other point and then the other tip I would give is to Jenny's point, and maybe just think about, again, our favourite person, Brené, about if you're not in the arena getting your, you know, bum kicked, then... Is it worth listening to that feedback? And you have to remember there'll be lots of people, especially in the world we're in right now, who have easy access to give you feedback. And there'll be people who will not like you. You know, and this is something I've come to terms with. Because? Because if you were everyone's cup of tea, you'd be a mug. Yeah, there we go. And it's like a slogan. It is like a slogan. <laughs> and, and it's true. You will, you know, you you have to become comfortable with the fact that there will be people in this world that just don't like you. And that is a big thing to accept, right? And as a chronic people pleaser, or as a recovering chronic people pleaser, <laughs> that's taken me a long time because yeah. that that was one of my triggers. I did not progress or put myself forward or was courageous enough to do anything unless I got validation. Yeah. And it was always from validation from people who I didn't know what I did, but I felt for some reason they created such a thing around them that I felt like their feedback was important, mm. but they didn't know my life and mm. they weren't even working in comms at the time. I've never worked in comms, but I still respect it. I felt I had to respect them because of their seniority. Yeah. And that's where that kind of, you know, so remember that, like you, you're not going to be liked and it's good to get constructive feedback, but take it with a pinch of salt yeah. sometimes and, and just, you know, be conscious of that. Or put, yeah. it, in, put it in its right place. Yes. yes. You know, because there's simple. feedback and there's feedback. Yeah. And, and you know, there's some feedback that... And sometimes you know the the, the um, attitude that it's coming from yes. depending on who's giving it to yeah. you. Yeah. Well. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Jenny. Yeah. Uh, so, one of mine is the listening to the right people was the first one of, of kind of my three because it, it is so important. But it's it's also making sure that you're not just listening to people that are just really lovely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that 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 constructive feedback I got on my LinkedIn video newsletter was hugely helpful. Yeah. You know, mm. it did make me say, it, it, it helped me realise what was stopping me. And when I did post it, I knew what I knew. I didn't like. I, it was fine, you know. It, just to get it out the door, um, and I knew it could have been better. And that person kind of steered me into yeah. what could be better, and and helped me make that better. And then I went back to them after the next one. I said, "What, what do, you, do think? you think?" And yeah. they said, "Yeah, still a couple of things, but yeah. that's really helpful yeah. because you're making me better, yeah. and that's what I that's and you what I want." Them, though. Yeah. You respect them when they're credible, exactly. And that's and that's, the, that's difference. the difference. Is when we say listen to the right people, it's listening to the credible people yeah. because as we've already said, everyone's got access to give you feedback, but some people are just you know being horrible for horrible sake. So, yeah. listen to the right people. The second is about exploring your own purpose and values, and we talk about a lot on this podcast, but I think. When you're doing something that really sits well with you as your human self that's that's aligned to every sort of fibre of your yeah. being, to have the courage and the confidence 
feels much more natural. Yes. You know, and and that's really helpful. And I've mentioned a book in, a, in another episode, which is Soundtracks by John Acuff. And I'm going to mention it again because it's very helpful to think about the soundtracks that play in your mind and how you can change those. So and true. since I've read that book, I have changed the soundtracks yeah. in my mind. And I have something on repeat, which pro- it probably plays, I would say, about four times a day. And it's just quite simple. It's a little phrase. And it just helps me, you know, keep really positive mm. and keep that courage and keep that confidence. And mm. I'm very grateful to, to to that book and that recommendation. And then the third is about having that growth mindset of that needing that that need to learn. Yeah. I think if you want to have the courage and the confidence, you have to be open to yeah. learning. And I think that for me is just a given. I yeah. think if you're not, then you're gonna you're not going to get there. And I think as you know, we all coach people, you know, you specifically Advita in confidence. But I think it's it it that's where that's what you need sometimes. If you're really struggling, yeah. you need to to have a coach and have those conversations yeah. and invest in yourself to to change and grow. And if you're not willing to do that then you're going to struggle yeah. to have the confidence and the courage to do that which it sounds like a very loaded thing from three people who coach <laughs> for, for part of their living but it's really important you know we all have coaches ourselves you know as yeah. much as we coach others we have coaches for different things you know that's really important because we recognize the need to do that and I, I that's the piece for me is you've got to have that growth mindset and invest in yourself that's brilliant I had a couple. So one is that you need to you need to prepare. So identify the things that you want to do and then make preparations for them. And that yeah. also builds confidence. It kind of ties into what you just said, Jenny, about um, learning. Yeah, um, and, it, and maybe a bit of our previous episode on habits and that systems yeah, as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So create some systems yeah. <laughs> in order to get you for, for, forward. And um, another one is start somewhere. So we all get frozen by fear. You know, you don't want to do it because you're, you obviously you've got, you might have things like imposter syndrome or other things like that. But the reality is if you don't start, yeah, you're not going to move anywhere. You're not even going to get that smaller goal, much less the big one. So start somewhere, find that place that you can start that's comfortable and then push yourself a little bit further and you, you might be surprised uh, how far you reach. And, you know, momentum is your friend. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'll just I'll just kind of close out with a, with another quote by oh, love Ryan a quote. Holiday. <laughs> um, but it's, it's what he says. It's kind of like a tip, but I just liked how he said this. He's, it's, if fear is a driving force in your life, start thinking the other way around. Fear what you'll miss. Fear what happens if you don't act. Fear what they'll think of you down the road, fear for having dared so little. If courage is never required in your life, you're living a boring life. Put yourself in a position that demands you take a leap. And I I think everything that we've said is putting yourself in that position that it demands that you take a leap and yeah. you do something. I love that. And don't be overwhelmed by the whole thing of courage. So we're going to put all of those uh, references in the show notes, uh, some books that we've mentioned and so on. But if you are struggling with confidence, please reach out. Advita's our expert. And- <laughs> <laughs> no pressure now. No, no pressure. No pressure. Um, but all of us actually um, could help you in some way around yeah. that topic. Yeah, definitely. Brilliant. And yeah. we love a good chat about confidence. I know. And, and I think all of us have quite a big thing about helping people be their best selves. Yes. You know, yes. and that's such a big driving force for us, whether it's helping organizations be better at communications, whether it's leaders better at, that's at right. communicating. Well, that's why we do our coaching retreat, right? It is. Love 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 <laughs> put some link in the show notes for that as well. I know. <laughs> 
Thank you for listening. If you want to find out more or subscribe to our newsletter, visit carmagerebels.com. We'd love to continue the conversation, so please connect, ask questions, and share your thinking with us. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn under Carb Mage Rebels. If you enjoyed this episode, remember to rate and review us.